here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello? Yeah, hi, this is Greg Wiener. Hello, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear this? Bonsoir. Yeah, I can hear that. So then let's start. No, hold on, hold on. I'm not recording. I'm not. Hold hold on. Oh, my God. And now. We're about to blow the roof off of this bitch. Bitch. It's time for the Wiener Shake Show. Wiener shakers, wiener, shakers, wiener, shakers, wiener, shakers, wiener, shakers, wiener, shakers, Uh, my chinky, what's up? Hey, man, nothing. Stop mine! I think I'm going to start editing those out just because um, we've gotten some feedback on them, and people, if they hear it, they just turn the, the podcast off. Who? Who are, the, who are these quote-unquote people? Wiener shakers. I want names. They don't want to be named. They fear you and your people's uh, uh, base instincts for destruction and uh, intifadas. Cowards. These, these listeners are cowards. Yeah, yeah. Spoken like a true Islamic uh, extremist. Sure. Welcome. How are you, man? You good? I'm all right. I've been getting a lot of boners lately. Good? I, it's kind of weird. I, it's I've just been getting no apparent reason boners, narbs, if you will. Childhood boners like yeah. you were getting in school when yeah. you, you couldn't stand up? Yeah. What do you think that means? It happened last night. I was watching Conan O'Brien. I've been on a Conan O'Brien rip uh, mm-hmm. recently. Right. And... um. The master of comedy. Back to your boner, Imran, please. Um, anyway, I- I'm sitting there watching Conan, and you yeah. know, it's funny, and he has like a regular reoccurring, you know, staff person on, and I just get wood. It's weird. Was it a guy or a girl? It was a guy. Mm. It was a guy. I wasn't like sexually attracted to either of them. They weren't even like playing a game that had anything sexy going on in it. I just, it was just like, it, they were playing like fucking Pac-Man. And I, I got wood. Well, let me ask you this. When you're getting these boners, and I, I really don't want to discuss your penis, but you, it's where we're starting off today. Is, is it lying in such a way, making contact with uh, your underwear? Where You know, because sometimes if, if you brush, brush the schwans a no, certain way, no, all of a no. sudden you're feeling, I, in, you know, the right. tingly little sensations. Right, right. Uh, uh, so I wear pajamas uh, during my day-to-day. Because I'm unemployed. I don't have a job. Uh, so I just lounge around the house all day in my PJs. And wow. so there's no contact. There's no contact. I was literally sitting in a way where there was no contact between the cloth and my genitals. Right. And, and I, just, I just achieved erection. Now, here's the thing. I'm actually kind of happy about that. Because recently, you know, I'm getting older, you know, at, t- you know, the odometer's adding on, you know. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was worried that, like, is my sex drive going to go away? Is my wee Willy Wonka going to stop performing at the level I wanted to? Imran, you're in your 30s. You don't worry about that shit right now, man. I mean, you know, because I think about, because, you know, I think I've talked about this in, in my college days, in my 20s. I, I wasn't, you know, a stick man. No, I, I was, I mean, I was a stick man, but I was flying solo. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was a test pilot then. And you were sticking it in your hand and yeah. yanking. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I sometimes lament like, man, my vigor must have been like off the charts. Because my, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I do okay. You know what I mean? I do mm-hmm. okay. And mm-hmm. I just, I just lament that perhaps in my youth, I may have been somewhat of a Don Juan, a Casanova, a bone machine, if you With will. your hand. No, with with uh, with vaginas, with vulvas. Ladies. How many uh, how many women have? I don't know if we've covered this. What's your uh, number for women? We don't talk numbers. I'd put your number at around maybe under ten. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? You don't have to oh. say either. I mean, you don't have to. Say, wrong. Well, yeah, you do. Right or wrong? Wrong. wrong? Wrong. Okay, so it's under that. All right, listen, we have got a monster. We've got a monster show today, Imran. Put it together. All right. Um, Whatever. Considering that uh, we both have full lives, well, me anyway. Yeah, you. And, uh, you know, running shows, uh, uh, you know, on the radio, blah, blah, blah. We've got a massive show. Sure. And um, I'm actually really excited for real. Good for you, man. I mean, I'm always excited. We've got some footage of a man who. is in love with his car of course we have an interview with this fucking florida mayor what dale glenn massad no we don't what are you talking about we do no 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 this is not shtick dude we got i did i i know some friends in media through the radio station and they did me a favor and they put me in touch with this his name is dale glenn massad He's the mayor in Florida that took shots at a SWAT team. And um, oh, do you remember this? We- I, I read about this. I read about this. This happened like a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is you know, somewhat wait, trending. Are you, wait, 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 wait. Are you saying you fuck? You're joking, right? This is going to be like Dom Scott, our producer. It like, ain't going to be me, Imran. This is great to see. I wish it was because I love that Dom Scott bit, man. It was funny. Wait, yeah. Are- Dick, you're serious. You're dead serious. I'm dead serious. Yeah, hold Holy on a second. Shit, Dick, this this is not. It's not Dick Jones time. Okay, I'll just sit back here and listen. <laughs> I, I got a I got a bag of the Choco Crunch and I'm gonna eat up on it. Okay, oh, what is Choco Crunch? We don't know. Okay, uh, dude, that's pretty. Yeah, like that's pretty big. That's yeah, pretty and, epic, and fucking we, epic. We, well, yeah. I mean, listen. Hopefully, it goes somewhere. If not, then you know we'll see. But what? yeah, man, listen. We got to start like you know branching out. Um, we also have a story about a racist Publix deli that I encountered. Of course. Uh, oh, I think it was Saturday night. Of course you encountered it. Well, I yeah, of course I did because I'm Jewish and anti-Semitism is alive and brimming over the rim here in Florida. Yeah, you're a Jew. And then the Michael Jackson leaving Neverland documentary was on Gotta yesterday. Talk. Gotta did, talk about that. Did you watch any of that? No. I was busy catching wood on the couch watching Conan O'Brien. I mean, that's my life right now. Do you think I've got time to watch the wherewithal to be watching uh, MJ Docs? No, I guess you wouldn't want to be watching things that people will be discussing considering that you're doing a a current podcast that covers world world, uh, uh, happenings. No, no. 
I would never expect any kind of accelerated behavior out of you. Wait a minute. So, like, this guy's waiting in the wings. All right. So, I've got to just make sure that we have Dale on the line. This is so cool, man. I, you, And you, you were able to, like, make this happen. Well... I mean, listen, I, I owe a lot of people, uh, people who put me in touch with people, but, you know, we we mentioned it last week, and I, I'd like to have some integrity in what I create in the world. Damn, son, you just hit with the wow effect. Well, and, and it goes it goes to show, like, I, I, I don't, I hope everyone knows this, who, who our listeners, Greg is like a legit uh, radio man. He, he's a legit radio host. You, uh, I'm sure people can find this on Facebook. Uh, you interviewed Howie Mandel recently. I did. It was a really great interview. And so, like, I don't know if it was a great interview. It, it was, was great. I thought it was great. And uh, you know, this is pretty cool that you're able to like bring that to bear here on our little show. That's so. Listen, cool. I'm a fucking part time hourly uh, at the beach. I'm not a full time guy. The only reason I got to do the Howie Mandel interview is because the full time guy took vacation and you know they gave me a shot, which was very nice. They could have given it to another full time. Listen, as they sell as. Listen, as they... <laughs> Good. I'm glad that failed. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So he's he's ready to go. Shit. Do I have to do anything on my end? To... No, just please don't. Don't bring Son of Steven or any of the shtick. I don't want to hear Cameron. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Just like, this is a real deal. No, I, you're taking the lead on this, boy. I'm... I'm... You're... You've proven yourself as a great fucking host, so I'm going to let <sighs> you... Uh... No. Okay. All right, well, thank you for joining us, uh, Dale Glenn Massad, here on the Wiener Shake Show. So we'll jump right in here. We know your time is limited. Okay, uh, so we, we thank you for giving us the time. Uh, you are the mayor of Port Ritchie in Florida. How long have you been in public service? And have you always been in public service? <laughs> yeah, I first got my start on planning committees. Itty booty titty committees and the like. I really like being a part of formulating city infrastructure. It got my hackles up if you know what I mean. I hate to ask this of you because I, I know you are embattled and on the run, but do you have to shoot a gun uh, in the middle of an interview right now, or are you just playing just, on your like? I'm just, I'm just so excited to be here. <laughs> okay, let me ask you, uh, what does that mean for you to be ready, let's say, for governorship of Florida? Is well, well, I certain level of leadership skills and qualities and knowledge of your district or state to be able to run it and be able to listen to people and surround yourself with people who have a keen interest in public service. Right, right. Okay. You know, Governor, uh, or Mayor, it's a little disconcerting, all the gunshots. I mean, we live in a, in a mass shooter kind of state of mind here, and every time... Okay, so we have to address the lack, for a better term, the scandal that's come up. What do you have to say to your constituents, your supporters? I've been governing in since you were a, a wee pappy baby boy in your nappies, suckling on your mama's titties. In my nappies? 
proceed with your question, please. Yeah, okay, I don't know what a nappy is, uh, unless you're talking about nappy-headed hair, and if you're being racist, I'm gonna hang up on you. Greg, I, I think, I think uh, what he's referring to are diapers that are uh, cloth diapers they're referred to as nappies. That's right, the brown fella has a good eye handle on it. Yeah, well, that's all the time that we have. Thank you, Mayor. Yeah, you technically cannot call me that right now due to my legal difficulties. Okay. Uh, thank you for your time, Mr. Mossad. I, I think uh, I think somebody's pulling our legs. That was Yosemite Sam, not the uh, embattled mayor of Port Ritchie. Literally, just clips from the Bugs Bunny show, edited together. That sounded like the real uh, mayor Glenn Dale. What is it, like Glenn Dale Massad to me? I don't, I don't. You know. Did did it really to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it seems to fit the bill of a mayor who would get involved in a shootout with local police. Yeah, and he just sits around uh, interviewing with the media, blowing blowing guns off left and right out of pure joy. I mean, look, I think this is a big deal for uh, the Wiener Shake Show. It might just put us on a new direction. <laughs> yeah, not the, the direction I was hoping for. <laughs> the direction into the toilet. All right. I want to get to this racist Publix, because uh, you you love playing the, uh, well, I'll let you explain this. No, something. listen, uh, whether it was racist or not, it was it was sheer stupidity. I go to a Publix, it's Saturday. That goes hand in hand. Well, sure. I go to Publix, it's 1020 on a Saturday night. They close at 11, and I'm dying for like a roast beef salami sandwich, deli mustard, maybe some uh, Swiss on rye bread. You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Just, maybe. You know. Something along yeah, yeah. those lines. All Something right? along those exact yeah. specified parameters. Clip-clop up to the counter, and I see they're in, in a state of closing. You know, they're cleaning up, but there's condiments out to make sandwiches, and there's three... To be clear, they have an hour. No, no, they have 40 minutes, okay? Oh. And I'm not asking for a lot. No, you're not. So uh, there's three three women behind the counter, and you know they're they're cleaning the, uh, the the cutting machines and in various types of you know closing kind of behavior. I get it. It's Saturday night. They're minimum wage workers. They want to get the fuck out. So I I come up and I'm I'm very kind to people who work behind counters and service like out of the gate unless you cross me and then I kind of bring the pain. What um. What race are these females, Greg? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I walk up, and I'm pleased to see there's no line, so I can get right in, because usually lines at the Publix Deli sandwich-making right. counter are fucking 20 hours long, because the women behind the counter, or men, just have no urgency whatsoever behind the counter. They well, just take their sweet fucking time. What? Well, they're also, it's 10.20 in the evening on a Saturday, Nobody's really heading over to the old Publix there to pick up a sandwich. That's not true. I mean, Publix is open till 11 for anything that you want. Sure. I mean, they say Publix, we're shopping as a pleasure. It's not we're shopping as a pleasure until 1020 when we're ready to fucking leave. That's not to say. No, it's not. So right. I, I walk up. I don't even open my mouth. They look right. at me Uh-oh. and say, we don't have no bread. Oh, shit. Not strict grammarians, these females, right off the bat. Listen, it's not only African-Americans who speak like that. Puerto Ricans, Uh Dominicans, Cubans, Uh white people. (laughs) 
<laughs> we don't have to paint a color on these people's faces. It doesn't matter. So, so they were African American. Okay, not necessarily. Let's just color them lazy and uh, uh, oh, with oh. A, a lack of forethought to uh, be a, 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 a go-getter. They're, they're, they're just doing the bare minimum. And I don't blame them. If I'm making $8.50 an hour, maybe $9 an hour, I ain't fucking, you know, popping with energy. So they say, uh, we don't have no bread. And I look at the three of them, and one of them looks at the other one like, oh, shit, did she just say that? And so the other one pipes in like, yeah, they're like, did you just really fucking say that to that guy? One of them looks at me and says, the other one looks at me and says, yeah, we don't have bread. And I said, I said, you don't have bread in, in publix. Yes. Yes. And I looked at them and they looked at me. And I was waiting for one of them to say, we'll get you bread. Like somebody, somebody amongst three souls would realize how, how ridiculous this was. Okay. They said, no, they just, they gave me a flat no. And I turned around and I started laughing and I went to the cold sandwiches and, and there was a, there was another, wait, wait. what? I, I want to know about this laugh. Cause I can picture, I know exactly what this laugh is. I was I was gleeful, dude. I was gleeful. I said, "Okay, it was it was this. It was okay." That was the laugh. So I go over to the 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 cold uh, sandwiches that have been sitting there all day, and there's another uh, Wait, deli guy stocking those sandwiches, a Publix worker. Oh, okay. And I grab the sandwich and I look at him and I said, "Hey, man, Publix is out of bread, buddy." <laughs> And he said, and you know, he acted like he didn't know what I was talking about. All of a sudden, maybe he doesn't speak English, you know. And uh, and and he acted like he didn't know. What yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. Like they're I'm all in on it. Yeah, they're all in on, they're it. all in on it. They're all in on it. Um, and so I go and I'm laughing. I'm literally I'm walking through Publix laughing because saying say, me, I'm the maniac bounding. Pounding through Publix at 10.30 at night with a sandwich, just laughing maniacally. No, I'm not maniacally. I'm laughing to myself. Come on. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like some whack job who's making a... I'm not imbalanced chemically. Not totally, anyway. So I, I, go to, uh, I go to the checkout where, you know, you can buy uh, money orders. And lotto yeah. tickets, not the regular checkout. And the woman's like counting something over there and she gives me a look like, what the fuck are you doing here? I mean, I didn't get any love at this Publix. It's, 10, it's 10.45 on a Saturday. What the fuck are you doing? First of all, it was 10.30. Buying a sandwich at Publix. Yeah, how dare I? Hey, at least I didn't have a, sh a shopping cart, two shopping carts full of groceries for like a family of 20, okay? I wanted a sandwich, some cold water for Tom Hanks, and maybe a bag of chips, okay? What? Wait, wait, wait. What? Tom Hanks didn't want any food? What, what, what kind of run? No, she had already eaten. She, I was coming from work. I went and showered, and I was going to sleep over there. So the lady... So she wanted a bottle of cold water? Yeah, she wanted what? some cold water. Why is that funny? Are you high? Is she living in the goddamn desert? Why can't she get get water herself? What? Like, just what? She knew I was going to the store. I said, babe, do you need anything? Water. She said, ooh, some cold water, please. <laughs> There's nothing like a nice cold, cold water. I get it. 
She didn't have cold water at home, Imran. There is the cold tap on your faucet. Uh, Don't drink tap water out of Florida water. And I guess the ice maker's broken. Can I continue? So I go up to the customer service where you can check out there as well. Um, Because again, Publix, where shopping is a pleasure, uh, you know, it's their motto. So it, it wasn't a fucking pleasure today. Allegedly. Allegedly. So I go and I, I bring my three shitty little items up to the customer service register. Wait, the sandwich, the cold bottle of water, and what was the third item? Cool Ranch Doritos. And the woman gives me a dirty look. Oh. And I'm like, a, a dirty enough look for me to say, oh, I'm sorry, are you open? <laughs> and she's like, Yeah. I'm like, my God. Did you laugh? What happened here today at Publix? Did you laugh again? Please tell me you laughed again. Please. Uh, No, I didn't. I I didn't. Because at that point, I was just like, I want to get out of here before I get killed. Can you reenact if, if if you had laughed in that scenario? I'm not doing this. <laughs> I, I, it, that's not. I didn't have enough energy. I just done a show that night. I was fucking tapped. Uh, I didn't have any of the juice flying through me. I said, Hey, did you hear? Publix is out of bread. <laughs> what an asshole! What an asshole! Well, she's not a manager because I, I wouldn't have done that to a manager. Why? Because you have respect for the managerial staff? No, because I didn't want these girls to get in trouble. That's why. Oh. oh. So uh, she looks at me strange and she says, huh? And I said, oh, yeah. I said, I went to go to the deli counter Uh, to get a sandwich made. Like she doesn't fucking know. And, you know, I'm saying this like pleasantly, just like small talk. Uh And I said, and I said, uh, you know, the three girls back there said that they have no bread. And she goes, um, and she's try- she knows exactly who the girls are. And I can tell all this because I'm an empath and a mind reader. And um, she, she, she looks back and she says, oh, well, that probably means I'm like, no, you oh. know what it means. I said that this is Publix. I'm staring at bread right now. I said they just didn't want to work anymore, and I get it. But just so you know, I know that Publix has bread. Have a great day. And I walked out, and then I took a picture of, like, a shelf full of loaves. <laughs> what a fucking madman. That Publix has no bread. Fuck you. I guarantee you this, though. I guarantee, and I'll say this. If I was a different race, oh. there would have been bread lickety-fucking-split. I guarantee you. <laughs> I thought, wait a minute, Greg. Wait a minute, Greg Hassan. Mm-hmm. I thought you said that their race didn't matter. I thought you said that we were just going to paint them the color lazy and lack a fourth. I did. First of all, you're reading into it a little too much, you bigot. All I said was, <laughs> if my race was different, uh-huh. I'm sure I would have gotten bread. Well, you imply you imply that race matters because by saying that your race was different, you're implying there's not even an implication there. You're basically saying they were a different race than you. Now, you're white. That means that they were persons of color. Well, color. So that listen. means that they were colored people and you're saying that if there were other... If you were a colored person, uh, you you would have received... Uh, the bread. I think so. If I was, if I was Dick Jones, yeah. If if I were you, yeah, go ahead. Cause like I'm I'm about to take umbrage with you, sir. Okay. Take a take umbrage, Dick Jones. What is he talking about? I don't even know what umbrage is, Imran, but I'm about to take it. Good, good. Yes, take it. Or if I was Dick Jones, or 
Uh, Dr. Belfield? No, 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 you don't get no. involved in this, you pasty white devil. <laughs> you, you a pasty white devil, Dr. Belfield. Uh, okay. <laughs> if, if, if I was okay. a, oh God, an abuela, okay, we'll say that. A, a short little abuela in, in a push cart that she had to sit in because she can't walk anymore. I guarantee you those three behind the counter races not mattering would have uh, found some bread to make that little abuela or big bad dick jones excuse me dick you're big okay and i'm bad yeah you're bad but, but no bad as in bad they would have made those two a fucking sandwich but me jewy mick Jewerjosen, pasty white handsome ish guy oh so they were also upset that you were handsome these were ugly no. uh colored people no, uh, maybe that, they yeah. maybe they're having relationship troubles and and they <laughs> saw me and and you know their vagines got really wet and they were pissed that they couldn't get to me and that they would have to serve me and uh you know that added to it. I don't know, whatever. I think we can leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I I, th- <laughs> I think so too. We'll get into the Michael Jackson Leaving Neverland documentary right after this. The Wiener Shake Show welcomes Global Systems Worldwide as our show sponsor, the world's leading global unified service for all of your corporate network needs. Global Systems Worldwide understands your goals and lack of time to achieve them in this hyper-fast global economy. GSW focuses on your corporate needs to get the job done with the swipe of a finger. The world is moving at such lightning-fast speeds, and our global corporate services understands and tailors our customer service networking initiatives to get you and your bottom line accomplished so you can devote your time and resources to what your individual corporate structure really needs. Go to globalsystemsworldwide.net for more information and use the sponsor code DICKCHEESE for 50% off your first initiative building consulting session. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Okay. Uh, this is Asian Foxes. Yes. I'm going to store you. Yeah. How much? Astoria is 200 cash. I want to pay 245 Can I pay that? If you want, yes. Why? Well, I want to pay that. Okay. That's what I got budgeted for this week. Uh, you mean 245 on the credit card? No, no, no. Cash, 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 cash. Okay. Plus, okay. plus whatever tip is warranted. Okay, there's 17 girls right now. So you have 17 what, girls? Yeah, what kind of body type you like? Skinny? Body type, body type. I want tall, yeah. built like a linebacker. I want big shoulders, a big fat belly. I'm talking... 220 pounds at the minimum. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You have Asian Foxes? Yes. I want an Asian Fox. Where are you? Queen's Astoria. You called me already. I told you it's 200 cash. Yeah, I know. And I didn't We really don't have that kind of heavy. got 200 to 40. I went fat girls. Fat girls. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward. Building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. Encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. And now we return to the Wiener Shake Show. I love my mommy. Bonsoir. The Wiener Shake Show on the Great Wiener Podcasting Network. You motherfuckers. All right, welcome back. So, uh, like I said, episode 44, Imran, 
Shake. Gregathan. Yeah, we got a lot to get to. Uh, yeah. So big show, big show, big show. We Lots covered show. that you did not uh, happen to watch the first half of the Michael Jackson documentary. Yeah, leave the poor guy alone. Leave the poor guy alone. I, you know, I'm so mixed on it. I watched. I, I actually had to shut it off. Really. I got so grossed out at about 40 minutes in because, you know, they start off with the lead up of of how these two boys came to, you know, befriend Michael Jackson and how their relationships began and how entrenched the parents were and how starstruck they were and how this was an opportunity for the kids to, um, you know, to what be one of them was a dancer and was dancing Uh... on stage with Michael Jackson, went on tour with him for a summer. So, and, and the first part, they talk about the one kid, I forget which one it was. It was either Wade Sin or, or Wade or Jimmy, but... Yeah, one of, one of them's named like Longbottom or something. Yeah, right? yeah, something like that. But the, the story sounds like Michael Jackson and him sounded like, like two equals as if they were 12 years old. 12-year-old boys becoming friends. Right. One of them happened to be however old Michael was. He was a grown adult. And the relationship... Well, Michael Jackson was an adult, and this kid was under 18. And then they fell into love and started experimenting. And it got into details of what they would do. And it was like, it it was so creepy. But What would they do? What would they do? What would they do? I don't want to talk about the details. I mean, it's really gross, man. And it, I mean, it was fucking disgusting. My face must have gr- devolved. I used to be handsome, but I made so many disgusted, I want to fucking vomit faces oh, that right. I must have created new lines of stress in my in my face. And, and there's a lot more to it. And I'm sure everyone's going to be watching. But the next boy was seven years old. Ooh. And I I couldn't listen anymore because straight up like michael was you know fondling him and it was just i i can't i just i couldn't do it anymore it was fucking vile it was so disturbing are you are you is that the whole thing is that the whole doc it's just these two guys yeah i mean it's four it's four hours long four hours part one aired yesterday my goodness and it was two hours yeah this is the thing about michael jackson that's always riveted me right Mm -hmm. how where did the businessman begin where did the shrewd businessman begin and where did the child end? Because there was this always, always one story I remember hearing um, was so Michael Jackson bought back in the day all the rights to the Beatles songs. Right. And that was like a huge major thing that he did. Mm-hmm. And I remember he then started selling their songs to commercials. And there was one commercial in particular that Nike did. Uh, it was, uh, it was, I think it was Revolution Nine or whatever, some song of the Beatles, and Paul McCartney was interviewed because Paul McCartney and, and MJ were were buddies, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. They were the biggest two two biggest musicians of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, they'd be friends. And but later they had a falling out when Michael Jackson bought the 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 rights to their songs, and Paul McCartney was quoted as saying, "He was like, no, that fucking song is about revolution. It's not about selling goddamn sneakers." Hmm. And he sells he sells that song to to Nike because the Beatles apparently never sold the rights to their songs. They they held on, they you know it was just this is the music. It's not gonna sell fucking shit and etc. Then Paul McCartney then said he was like I asked Michael about it like why would you do that Why would you buy the rights Why would you sell them 
And and Paul McCartney made fun of, uh, he satirized, he parodied Michael Jackson's voice, and he went falsetto, and he's like, "Well, it's just it's it's just business, Paul. It's just business, Paul." And then Paul McCartney was like, "That's bullshit. That's bullshit." So uh, you know, uh, and and he said he was like, "He's a shrewd businessman," hmm. and that's been said about him before. Hmm. And maybe it's uh, true. Like setting aside his musical talent, because I think whether he did this or not, whatever you want to say about him, his musical talent is undeniable. Mm -hmm. What I'm getting to is that, because he had a fucked up childhood, he was the first child star, you know, and like, there was no precedent for him. Yeah. So like, how much of him did think he was still 12 years old? From this documentary, I think uh, what I I gleaned from some of it without, you know, uh, going into any of the sex stuff was that, he was lonely. Yeah. He was like, uh, he had super arrested development because he was starting in the limelight at six years old, all the pressure on him, and he didn't have a childhood. And it sounded like he needed friends like at the age where he stopped aging. And you could see that in his behavior and how he lived his life. Now merge that with the mega superstar yeah. he yeah. was, you know, yeah. and then sexuality on top of that. I'm not defending No, Michael exactly, at all. exactly, yeah. I, but I'm saying that that's what, that's kind of the, the image that I got. And as far as uh, uh, him being a, a predator, I, I hate to think that, but, you know, I thought we went through this already. I thought that... Well, that's the thing. Is he, is he was he a predator? Was he a cold, calculated adult saying, I want to diddle kids and I'm going to find ways to do that and I'm going to make it happen even though I know it's wrong? Or was he was he going, these are people who I can... I can communicate with and understand because they're at the same mental capacity or mental uh, whatever acumen or level whatever mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, the cognition that I'm at and I can understand and then added with an adult sexuality and burgeoning sexuality and when you have two kids together you know if they're the opposite sex or same sex you know whatever if they're gay or straight they're always going to play house right there's always stories of that right like show me yours I'll show you mine that kind of thing that always happens well and that's what it seemed like for the first the first two yeah but even then even then i know you're it you still can't defend your legal age you're yeah. you're a legal adult yeah. you well sorry well, that's the thing that's the thing can can someone who's such a, a renowned businessman such a talented man you know he was i mean we're making the argument right that he was pushed into the limelight. He had no childhood. So he was an adult. He, he was forced to be an adult early on. Right. So like, and he, when he was touring and when he had managers and he was choreographing, choreographing, you have to be an adult when you're doing that. People are listening to you. You're coordinating things. You're doing things. Mm-hmm. You're making things happen. There's a documentary, right? 50, I think it was called, where it's about Michael Jackson. I remember hearing that it was like this uh, uber uh, insane documentary about how talented he was and how capable a musician he was. Like he could just come up with beats and etc. Anyway, so he must have known what he was doing was wrong. He must have known that I'm a grown man doing Well, this. he did. He He knew, he knew because... They had drills on what to do if someone would come. What? And he had, when it was at the never, yeah, he would have drills. What do you mean? If you hear someone coming, we know to get dressed and what to say. He would go through those drills because if we ever get caught, he said, you know, our, both of our lives will be ruined forever. What? So he said that. And then at the Neverland Ranch, which is creepy wow. name in itself. I mean, that speaks to. You know. He would set up the rooms 
far away from other other people in the house so there would be you would be able to hear warning signs there would be bells set up and shit so that there would be warning that someone was coming and that they would either have to stop who knows whatever they were doing so anyway moving on imran gregathan you were talking earlier about your weird boner issue lately that you've been having. You, you've been popping boners while you're watching Conan and... Yeah. It's hap- I'm excited. I'm like, holy shit, I got my groove back, you know? Stella got her groove back. Well, that's good. Depression and IBS, obviously, can... Uh, Oh yeah. T- take out your oh, your yeah. uh, your your libido. Yeah, and then, I've been there. And then depression coupled with bad diet. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I when I eat salads, yeah. If I can eat a salad for like a week straight, mm-hmm. I can cut glass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can cut glass. Interesting. We're gonna listen to uh, a, a small about a four minute documentary about a guy who is in love with his car. Oh, I love this stuff. And this is real. My name is Nathaniel. I'm 27 years old. And I'm in a serious relationship with my car. And it goes right into him, like, literally mouth-kissing, or mouth, uh, you know, and supposed to dick-kissing, um, kissing the hood of his car and the steering wheel. Morning, baby. My handsome man. Nathaniel is in a committed relationship with a car that he's named Chase. No, he's not. He met Chase in a resale lot about five years ago. No, okay. Can we not entertain his mania by saying that he's in a committed... I can't get a human being to fucking commit to going out with me on a sixth goddamn date. This asshat is fucking boning boning a tailpipe. All right, continue. Well, he is. Maybe you should start uh, getting into relationships with inanimate objects, Imran. And everything just together just seemed to fit. And I just felt an instant connection. Yeah, his dick fit in the tailpipe. Nathaniel's obsession first developed as a teenager when he would build model cars. But he didn't find true love until he met Chase. I find this part of him sexy just because of the subtle lines and curves. I'll give him a kiss here and just kind of caress him down the side. Did he just refer to the car as a male? Chase. Yeah. So the car's a dude. Yeah. Oh, you know what this is about. He's gay and he lives in a repressed place, so he, like, lets it out on a car. Figuratively and literally, he lets it out on a car. Look at his uh, roommate. I was kind of shocked. Oh, God. It was kind of weird because it was just hard to understand. Can I just say, when you live with a woman like him, you would bone a car. Well, and he's, like, under the front of the car as if he's, like, getting ready to slide under to do an oil change. Yeah. but And so he's like, he's got his head on the oh. bumper of the car from under the car, kissing the front fender. Well, you know what he's doing with his shots. No. He's checking the oil. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think anything's going on with his schwanz. This is this guy ain't getting boners during this. And then <laughs> it says objectophilia is when a person develops a strong emotional and sexual oh. relationship with an inanimate object. That's what he's suffering yeah. from. This is a real thing. I don't want to necessarily poke fun. Oh, no, I do. It's very hard not to. <laughs> no, this is this is very real. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Honestly, I, I don't know why I feel the way I do. But I just absolutely love Chase. We always have such a good time together. He likes a lot of the same music I do. We have a favorite song. He likes the same music I do. You make him listen to the same music that you do. It's, uh, Can't Fight This Feeling by Ario Speedwagon. Oh, I like that song. I do get him just... <laughs> how you'd buy something for your fiance or your wife. And then usually for his birthday, I try to do something special for him too. The favorite date would be going to the lookout area. Oh my God. 
just lean against him a little and just oh. be with him mainly. Love you. And it's Chase's birthday, and they're at a lookout point, and he's sitting in next to the car kissing yeah. it as they're Looking out on a lookout. Yeah. This guy is so lonely. I want to know his backstory, because I want to know how Nathaniel got this way. Goes beyond dates and presents. We have our times when we get sexual. Oh, God. Oh, Does yeah. that feel good? I'm a handsome man. Love you, baby. What we do the most often is I like to lean over his fender and across his hood and uh, do little things like that and uh, and kind of press up against him and just and rub against him like that. Uh, what? <laughs> One of his more bold positions is for me to be underneath him. He really likes that. How do you know? It's me? very special to make love to Chase. I, I mean... I, I mean... We got. I'm gonna have to take a long shower after this episode. I mean, uh, you know. Well, we're looking at mental illness here, right? Uh, I mean, whenever you want oh. me to chime in. Well, let's 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 get through the video and then. Uh, okay. We'll have we'll have our resident. Uh, hey, uh, DJ, pass the Listerine strips. Greg won't let me brush my teeth this morning. Okay, hold on. We. Okay. Eh, let's just move on yep. from that. Let's just move on from that. Yep. I am worried for my friend because it's not normal. And you may have people that don't understand and make fun of you. Yeah. Yep. Nathaniel's so attached to Chase, he rarely lets anyone else drive him. Well, that makes sense. And never lets Chase out of his sight for more than 24 hours. Hey, ladies, you're always complaining about how dudes are into non-monogamy. Here's your fella. There have been times it brought tears to my eyes because I wasn't with him. At work, his picture's on my desktop, so I see his face all the time. He works. It really bothers me when he gets dinged or scratched. If something were to have him chase, I, I, my heart would just stop. Oh, he's crying. That's real. I just have to gather myself here. I'm sorry for all that. And for Nathaniel, emotion-wise, I think life would be easier if he did change. Love you. Nathaniel's roommate, Kim, is one of the few people who know the full extent of his love life. I guess the reason I don't tell a lot of people is because I don't know the response I'm going to get. You don't know the response you're going to get? I think <laughs> I think you do, Nathaniel. I think you do, which is why you don't tell anybody, buddy. I think you do, bud. Yeah, sorry, man. But that little bit of disgust that somebody may have. But Nathaniel's biggest fear is how his relationship could affect his career as a customer service technician. I mean, if everybody found out, I'd be worried that it may affect my job. Okay, then why are you doing a, a My Strange Addiction episode for TLC <laughs> Network? How did that... I mean, well, you can't expect a guy who's in love with his car to have any rational, you know, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Greg? Now, Dr. Dr. Bill O'Phil. Uh, yeah, you... I mean, we got like 18 seconds left, and then I can take charge. Oh. All right, okay. Uh, thank you. But I love him to death. I, I wouldn't trade him for the world. Obviously. Good night, baby. Love you. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Bill Phil, help, help us out here. Um, yeah. Well, hold on a second. It's Dr. <laughs> Bill Phil. <laughs> From the ranches of Butt, Montana to the farms on Chrome yeah. Avenue in Southwest A. Right. You've got an issue. Dr. Bill Phil is here to help. Dr. Bill. Bill on the Wiener 
Jake show. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, now, thank you, Greg, for playing that intro. As uh, indicated in my contract rider, uh, C42 on page okay. 19. Sure, Dr. Bill Phil. Thanks. We get it. We believed you. We believed it was real. You didn't have to. Uh, listen, Camel, uh, let me take the stage. You've been monopolizing as much as uh, you needed to for one episode. Um, you've got a man. I mean, I did sit back pretty, pretty well for our gun-toting mayor there. Uh-huh, yeah. We've got a man who's <laughs> in love with a car, okay? And that brings to mind a fella I knew back on the farm in Omaha who had a relationship with a backhoe. I thought you were from Butte, Montana. Well, I made my rounds, okay? I was a harvester, and I was a hunter and gatherer, Amran. Okay. And I made my way across the entire spans of this great U.S. of A. And I, I knew him. The entire spans. That's right. And I knew a man who fell in love with a backhoe. <laughs> and um, he found that the inner mechanics of it really delighted his heart so uh you know he was eventually exiled uh his parents called him a loser and a whack job and i was next to his parents when we blew the shotguns off to scare him off the land <laughs> but i mean i think that uh, this boy here nathaniel uh yeah i think that uh he may be he may be on the spectrum Technically, he doesn't seem to be on this. Okay, well, you're the you're the resident uh, expert. So. I am a doctor, and I'm being serious. I think he's on the spectrum because if you can cohabitate, and you saw the monster that is his roommate. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a Dick Jones in a female uh, white uh, body. Excuse me, <laughs> Dick. I mean, the girl. No, excuse me, man. I don't need to take no shrapnel today. Okay. Shrapnel. <laughs> Right. You know my Uncle Cletus is in the ER right now, whoa, whoa. and I should be with him. Whoa, what's... Uh, come on, come on, come on, Dick. No, I... What's going on, Dick Jones? He, his sickle cell acting up him right now. Right. What, what do you think? I mean... Huh? I, easy, bud. I'm just... What do you think, man? Right. My whole damn family got the sickle cell. Okay, let's... No. Let's not... Uh... I'm sorry, DJ. I spoke with Cletus. He's going to be fine. He's just got to get another infusion. Yeah, well, what about his feet? Uh, that's another thing. I think they're going to need to be amputated. Oh. Anyway. Oh, my God. Damn, Dr. Bill Phil. Just guys. Guys. Please. I think the boy is a, a, a spectrum of autism. Uh, he does not cohabitate well with functional human beings, as evidenced by the monster that is his roommate. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. And I think that he uh, probably, I mean, you didn't hear word one about a family in that, in that, oh, in that world. Uh, and I think the car substitutes a lot. A lover, a mother, a father, a grandparent. I mean, this guy is autistic and he's an orphan. And he's, he's bedding with a, a, a Ford Mustang and then Jabba the Hutt in female form. So, 
I think this guy. Wait, you're saying he's boinking, uh, he's porking the roommate? No, he's porking the car. That was in the documentary. Oh. I think he rooms with Jabba because she accepts him right. for all his proclivities. Right. And I think basically he should probably off himself. He hey. Should, uh, whoa, Dr. Bill Phil. I mean, you're, That's, you're the resident expert here, but come on. Well, I don't see a cure for someone who's over 18 and laying under a car kissing its front bumper. Okay? Oh. And I want my check. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Dr. Bilfo, we're in the red right now. Okay, well, then say la vie, and I'm taking my intro with me, Greg. Okay, good luck with that. Yeah. Bullshit podcast. So wait, wait, oh, Dr. Bill Phil is he's gone. shopping, going to shop his wares at another show? Is that what he's threatening uh, us? I or? don't know. He, he wanted to be paid last episode, too. <sighs> Got to turn a profit here eventually, guys. <laughs> All right, uh, ho- Hollow Spirit Studios. Holly Oak. Holly Oak. Montrose, Montrose Studios. Montrose, Montrose Studios? I don't know. Okay. Uh, what else do we have to get to today, Imran? We got a lot, man. Uh, let's see here. Now, apparently there was a apparently there was a bomb scare in a home depot, uh, but it turns out to be a different kind of a bomb. <laughs> um, Greg, we have the news report on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> turns out <laughs> to be a different kind of. <laughs> Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told others in the room laughed, understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. Oh, Lord. I say that all the time, but I am fixing to say that at a Home Depot. I like she. Li- what literally happened to her is what literally happened to me. Like, just it. He warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but... I mean, you couldn't write this kind of stuff, right? No, it's perfect. <laughs> he was, quote, fixing to blow to it up. To blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> fixing to First off, let's break this up. Wait a minute. I, I what? The logistics of this are a little hilarious. What? A little. <laughs> how did how did this guy know that this guy was quote fixing unquote to blow up the bat? Like what? What is he well, like? Someone, this guy he looks said like it to someone. this guy looks like he's gonna drop a deuce the size of fucking Hiroshima here. Like what? Like how do you know that someone's gonna drop uh, like a stamp well, bomb? He knows because he's getting ready to, and he told somebody, he's like, hey, y'all better hit the road. I'm fixing to blow up this bathroom. Oh, he said he's fixing to do it. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was accusing someone else. I thought he came out and alerted the employees and was saying, I, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there's somebody fixing it in there. <laughs> 
Well, that could also be true because if a guy was listening to a guy in the uh, bathroom stall and he's blowing farts and they're like, you know, prelim for the big dance, I could I could understand somebody coming out and saying, hey, man, there's somebody in there getting ready to blow up that bathroom. You know, with a giggle. I mean, I mean can you imagine you're sitting there on the can? Yeah. You, you, you hear like, oh, oh. Yeah. You just hear it coming. You get so alarmed that you pack up shop. Yeah. I'd get the fuck out of there. Are you kidding? You pull up trap and you bolt out of there and you go war. I like that version of the story better, actually. Like, like the, the emergency. They're like, uh-oh, I need to alert the staff. Oh, my God. It's crazy. This, this boy there is fixing to blow it up real good. <laughs> That's like something you have at home. Mom's going into, boys, I'm going to be in there for a while. And then the son's like, uh-oh, mom's fixing to blow up the toilet in there. <laughs> boy, oh boy. That was good. That was a good laugh. We needed that after the uh, Michael Jackson story. That's 44. Yeah, I got to go jerk off. Yeah. All that talk of boners and... Yeah. Cars and cars blowing up, but blowing, blowing up, up bathrooms, blowing up, up bathrooms <laughs> with with dukes, with dupes, not with bombs. Right, gotta make sure yeah. mm-hmm. that was a real. <laughs> what the fuck was that? A bomb? <laughs> yeah. What are you playing on? What is this? Your phone, and you have like an app that makes sounds, and you hold it up to the microphone. What do you? What do you, do is you that, think, what, do you is th- that what we're dealing with? Do you with? think this is fucking amateur hour? Do, do you not think I'm a fucking profesh, a professional? No. Don't you think I'm by now a broadcaster of radio? No. Of course it's on a phone. <laughs> it's an app I downloaded 30 seconds before we went on air. <laughs> right. All right. All right, bitches. That's 44. Bye. Bye. A production of Greg Weir Productions and Hollow Spirit Studios. For more information on our producers, go to hollowspiritstudios.com and go to thewienershakeshow.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.